0: Anyone that has a podcast wants new and more listeners. That's a no-brainer, right? But what if you were able to create Facebook ads that were uniquely targeted to grow your audience and get more leads in the process? I'm chatting today with Jason Hunt of Merge Media and host of Merge Marketing Podcast so he can share the exact strategy that he uses to drive new listeners to his podcast and clients using Facebook ads. (laughs) Howdy, welcome to the Leverage Your Podcast Show. I'm your host, Lindsay Phillips of smoothbusinesspodcasting.com. My goal is to help you leverage podcasting to skyrocket your visibility, authority, and business by sharing insider secrets from podcast industry experts who have created a successful business through podcasting. So let's take a listen to our chat. I'm excited to talk today with Jason Hunt, um, who's another Canadian, love meeting other Canadians. And of course, he is a podcast host with Merge Marketing Podcast and Digital Marker. And he's going to talk to us about Facebook ads and driving top funnel awareness to our podcast. And obviously, you know, Jason, um, we all use social media to promote our podcast get you know grow our audience and I've heard rumbling of people using Facebook in you know more than one way or Facebook ads Um, but let's kind of start kind of broadly and why don't you share how you've grown your podcast and how you use social media to get new listeners.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, just to back up for a second, you know, I, I've had a social media agency um, for about six years now, and I merged that agency with an SEO company back in 2019 to form awesome. like a one-stop digital shop. Super important, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it, it allowed us to focus on, you know, our areas of expertise and be specialists rather than just outsourcing all the digital stuff, right? So yeah. we it all in-house and we all collaborate together. So as we, as our team grew, as we grew as a company, um, we became specialists in certain areas. So my area of specialty became brand ambassador putting my mm. face out there, talking yeah. to potential clients and, uh, and doing videos and doing a YouTube series. And now what the next logical thing was to do a podcast. Absolutely, so, um, That's, and that's where I started the, the merged marketing podcast. And, and it gave uh, us an opportunity to get our brand out there in, in, in more ways than just marketing on Facebook ads and cold calling Mm -hmm. and networking and doing all that sort of stuff. So it's another avenue to, to bring an awareness to our brand and it has done a heck of a lot more than just that.
0: Oh, I bet. Yeah. What has been the most surprising for you?
1: The most surprising I think is, uh, is the, the long-term value of the podcast and and I'll explain. So in terms of long-term value, like people have, we've had clients, uh, listen to multiple episodes of the podcast, but I wouldn't know that. It's, it's funny because I'd have a conversation with a, with a potential client and it'd be a very good conversation. So good. And they would want that proposal and I'd send them over a proposal. And next thing I know they're signing up and I'm just like, wow, that was flipping easy. And it wouldn't be until that kickoff call where we get into a further conversation to understand that they've already listened to three or four episodes of the Merge Marketing Podcast before they even closed. So they knew me before I knew them. So hence why that whole sales process was just so easy for me. Um, And then uh, from there, it's just like, these clients are not just good clients. They're great clients because mm. they made the decision themselves to work with me. Not some sleazy sales pitch. It's like they true, got true. to know me and know, know, like, and trust me. And now it's like, now we have, uh, you know, these clients that are with us for a very long time. You get a very long leash with those type of clients that come through that journey into our ecosystem from the podcast.
0: That's so true. And I love how you said it, like the sales process was so easy. It's like, Really having a podcast allows you to a show your personality and your expertise, but it like, it does some of that heavy lifting and that legwork before you even have the sales call. And I get the exact same thing and, and you're right. It is a long-term game. Now, how do you use social media then, or Facebook, I guess we're talking about today to besides just posting up and saying, woohoo, another podcast went live. um, There's obviously more to that. Um, So what do you recommend and, and how are you using it effectively?
1: Definitely. So, I mean, I'll tell you the journey that I, well, what I do, the process that I use for my podcast, uh, before answering that question, cause sure. I think that's important. So obviously, you know, every single episode of, of the merge marketing podcast, we're cutting up clips. It's going to my team. Who's cutting up video clips, inspirational things that mm-hmm. the audience, uh, that, that are, that my guests may say in that episode, and we'll create images and all that sort of stuff, much of the stuff that you would do Lindsay for your episode. And we will put that out there organically. It's going on every single platform, much like your. are i love that you yep. uh, have one piece of content and just yes. amplify it. So it's, awesome. it's going on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. It's going everywhere. And, um, but organically and organic yeah. is important every podcaster is doing it organically, putting it on their platforms. But the problem with that is it's not getting a heck of a lot of reach. And in most cases, you're not really getting any new listeners to your podcast right. through just posting on your channels, right? So um, for us, you know, as a digital marketing agency, we invest heavily on Facebook ads to generate new listeners for our episodes. So the way we do it is these clips that I'm talking about, i I had a great guest on a couple of weeks back talking about harnessing the power of the moon to make business decisions. Very niche type of an that episode. That is extremely niche. <laughs> Very neat. She's a real estate agent that uses the power of the moon to convince her, her buyers and sellers to buy or sell, whether it's a full moon, third quarter phase, whatever. Right. But she is very interesting. And uh, so that we'll use that specific episode as an example. So my team will cut up different clips from that Mm -hmm. episode, along with the images. And what we'll do is depending on what she's talking about in a specific clip, we'll target that specific clip towards a very specific audience on Mm. Facebook. So that one there where she's talking about the moon phases and harnessing the power of the moon, we're targeting people on Facebook that have expressed interest in the law of attraction, right? They, they like, um, they're interested in astrology, but narrow it down even further. So we're only targeting people interested in law of attraction as well as astrology, but are Mm. also entrepreneurs, which is our target. Yes. Right. So now we're we're not just getting every entrepreneur and, and you know, a lot of them probably could care less about harnessing the power of the moon and the woo woo stuff, but (laughs) there is a subset of people that are very interested in that, that are also entrepreneurs. So that is the audience that we targeted with that clip to drive the traffic to our podcast page to get more listeners on that specific episode.
0: I love that. And just from a, I'm very logistical in my brain. So it was that an audio clip or a, a video clip?
1: Video, so it's a video clip and uh, you might've seen similar clips out there where it's a it's a video clip with a little caption at the top of it. Something yes. that that specific clip is about because um, that's going to get people to stop scrolling as they're going through their newsfeed at a million exactly. miles a minute. Um, so we got we to make sure that there's something that's compelling and captivating to that audience. And then obviously mm-hmm. the copy of that is going to be a little more um, detailed in terms yeah. of what the episode's about. Um, you know, I basically will put our entire show notes into the copy of that ad.
0: Oh, wow. You know, so really yeah. long
1: form. Long form, you know, the, the, the learnings, what you're going to learn from this mm-hmm. episode, everything is going into the copy of that ad because anybody that's watching that clip, I want to make sure that they are getting all the information they want to ensure they are getting value from the episodes when they go to click that call to action.
0: Perfect. So really they're consuming it right then and there, the, the asset that you, you know, uploaded, but then you're, they're also linking out to check out more, so to speak the whole podcast episode and so forth.
1: And this, it's, it's a couple of cool things about this. So one, when I, when I generate that ad, what's happening is, is a, we're getting clicks to the podcast, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I'm capturing people watching a percentage of that video. Yes. Okay. And that's, that's, what's that called That's on Facebook? That's called custom audiences. Okay. So we can tell Facebook, Facebook, could you please capture anybody watching 15 seconds of this 30 right. second clip? And I want to put them into, into a bucket. So essentially you're putting these people that watch 15 seconds of your podcast clip into a bucket, and then you can create a lookalike off of that, meaning that you can tell Facebook to go find more people out there in the world of Facebook that look like these people watching 15 seconds of this video clip. And then also this bucket of people is going to get retargeted. Okay. So the look like audience is going to be a cold audience. that has never heard of your podcast Mm -hmm. before. That's great for top of funnel to get them to listen to that clip or watch that clip. But this small little subset of people that have consumed your podcast are going to be delivered a certain, a different set of ads. It could be image ads for a different episode. It could Mm be getting into your blog. It could be, you know, something a little more Uh, Aggressive in terms of sales, but don't sell too soon. But what I'm saying here is get them to take that action that you want them to take. Do you have the solution to their problem? Maybe give them some more details on that solution. Something like that.
0: And I love how a you're able to find who's actually interested. In the topic that you're doing or your podcast in general, but also um, through that strategy, you're able to go after a new audience because really, Jason, that's what a lot of podcasters struggle with, right, is, you know, getting and growing their podcast audience. So I love that strategy. Um, Speak to us a little bit more about targeting because you did touch upon that. And I find that is obviously crucial for your Facebook ads to be expensive and uh, to be effective, but then also not cost you an arm and a leg.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, we talked about look like audiences, finding people that look like those people that are listening Mm -hmm. to your podcast. Um, But also, you know, making sure that, you know, if you have a website that has the podcast on it, you want to capture those people hitting your website as well. They could have found your website through a Google search. You want to make sure you're capturing those people too. So that to go back, that's another custom audience that you can create on Facebook is people that have spent time on your website. If you're getting a lot of traffic to your website, you can actually tell Facebook to create a custom audience of those people spending the most time on your website, not just clicking on it for a couple seconds, but the people actually consuming an, an entire podcast episode on your website. Um, so that's a good audience as well. Now, like I said, with the each individual episode is going to have a different uh, a different audience. It's not going to see. Be and I wouldn't naturally have
0: thought of that. So when you said that about that moon episode, I went, "Oh, because naturally, my thought would be to." Um, go after the target audience of my podcast in general versus like that specific episode. That's huge.
1: Yeah. I, I, even if you're in a niche type of podcast, I think you can even niche it a little further than that mm. because the closer you can marry that message and that ad to the audience that's seeing it, the better right. results you're going to get. Um, I just did an episode today with the CMO at PepsiCo Canada. And, uh, and we talked about, you know, obviously we talked about marketing and CMOs and culture and marketing. This is going to be very relevant to other CMOs out there, but it's not going to be relevant to those law of attraction, astrology, entrepreneur people so much. So I'm not going to target that audience with this specific episode. Um, and I think that's one of the key takeaways is, is you just got to, you know, micro it down just a little bit more than just being like, I want to target everybody in Canada. That's a podcast. Yeah.
0: You know what I mean? For sure. And that obviously, yeah, will make it that much more effective and you'll get more ROI, more results. Um, So taking video clips of your, if you are doing the video portion, I guess, of the podcast, um, do you do Facebook ads if people aren't? Because not everyone does the video portion, right?
1: I've, I've done 118 episodes and everybody's done the video portion. I haven't had, yeah, it's part of, I mean, that's one of the things is obviously it's important to tell your audience and keep them informed as to the structure and procedure as you go through this. So in in our case, what what we do is I have the podcast guest, uh, they sign up. I use a Calendly link to book into my podcast and it's very detailed as to what they can expect. It's going to be a video. You're going to be on video Mm -hmm. at this time. Um, if, you know, if they have a problem, they're not going to book a time. the podcast right so um so we've had we haven't had any problems with that i you know i will say that we have had some episodes where um you know kids have been uh, a part of the podcast uh you know unexpectedly (laughs) i I had this one i had this one episode where this this um this lady had her daughter on her lap and her daughter was sick and i I didn't have a problem with it but um, she must've been about two or three years old, but she was on her lap. And and in the clip, the video clip, all you see is like four hands up in the air. Like she you got her two hands. And then the two hands of her kid are just up in the, in the picture, like, like kind of scrolling around here. And it was just kind of awkward. I it was tough for me to keep a straight face, but made for a pretty funny clip and I actually performed pretty well on Facebook. Surprisingly.
0: I'm sure. And <laughs> to me, I'm like, Life is life. Like, you know what I mean? Like you can't be like strict and professional and perfect all the time. It's like sometimes your dog barks and sometimes- you know, stuff happens. Exactly. You're human and that you have a normal life. <laughs> yeah.
1: And, and I mean, if somebody comes there and they're, and they're not prepared and you don't prepare them, you can't get mad at them. Right. Like no. you tell them that, you know, if it's, if it's on video and they know that they're, they're going to yeah. be on video, cool. Making sure that the sound is good. I've had a couple people show up to the podcast from their, from their car on their phone audio. It's like, Oh, this is going to be a yard sale. Man
0: alive. takes all kinds. Now I do get people asking me like, Oh, can I just boost uh, a post that I do on Facebook about my podcast?
1: Good question. And the answer is no, I wouldn't do that. Uh, Boosting is the equivalent of telling Facebook to put your ad in front of as many people as possible without any rhyme or reason. So um, mm. I like to say it's it's uh, basically what you're optimizing for or telling Facebook to do is put your ad in front of people that scroll past content, right? Mm. Getting those people that just scroll past content that don't actually take actions on content. Right. They don't click on content. They don't engage on content. That's not the user you want. You're basically getting the scraps, right? So um, what you need to do is go into Facebook ad manager and tell Facebook, I want to get these ads in front of people that either a watch video content. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Facebook can put the ads in front of people that actually watch videos. Um, you can tell Facebook to put your ad in front of people that have a tendency to click on content and go to a website. That's optimizing for traffic. We do that all the time. So you're going to get a low click cost when you do that. Um, or you can optimize for engagement, which is people that like, share, or comment yeah. on content. That's another good one as well. And those are usually cheap. Um, but when you optimize for, or when you boost, you're optimizing for brand awareness. So um, what happens here is if you look at the data and you spend $50 on a boost, you're going to see a lot of impressions. Cool, but you're not going to get anybody clicking on it. It's going to be right. a very high cost per click and that's doing you nothing at all. Right. So, know. It, you know, it, awareness is, is great and all, but people are not remembering your content. They're not engaging
0: on it. And you yeah. want to get your ad in front of the right people on Facebook. and Instagram. So you're not investing your money in the right ways to get results.
1: It's, it's, it's your way. It's the easy way to do it. Facebook loves to do that because it is, it's very yeah. easy for somebody that's not familiar with Facebook ads to sit there and click that blue button and be like, Oh, I'm doing Facebook ads boost. Um, but it's not, it's not effective at all, but Facebook's going to, they're going to, they're going to take your money. It's the Facebook slot machine. I'll take yeah. it all day long.
0: Facebook slot machine. That's awesome. <laughs> i never heard that phrase. That's good. Now, how does Instagram play into it? Cause I know obviously Facebook owns Instagram and um, the ads are like connected in the back end of ads manager and so forth. Have you found more success with Facebook ads by itself, or are they effective with Instagram?
1: Good question. So um, what most people do is is they won't create a creative custom for Instagram. So they'll just grab their Facebook creative, uh, they'll grab their clip, they'll mm-hmm. put it on Facebook and Facebook will naturally serve it to Instagram, but Facebook's going to put that ad in front of people where they're engaging most on it or taking that action you want them to take. And if, yeah. if your creative is not optimized for Instagram, uh, you know, Instagram stories, well, Facebook's just not going to show it to many people there or the, the, the ads that are going to be shown there are the good ones that are optimized for it that people are engaging on or right. clicking on. So um, my, my suggestion is if you have the bandwidth, is to create custom creatives for each of those platforms. Um, but in term, and also keep in mind, like depending on your demographic as well, right? Like if you're trying to target women and men 50 plus, well, Facebook's a great platform for you because that's the fastest, fastest growing demo on, on, Facebook and on Facebook. On Instagram, it's obviously a little younger. So you need to be cognizant of your demographic. But at the end of the day, use Facebook ads. Facebook will put your ad in front of the person that's gonna convert best on your objective.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. And I haven't ever seen people do a lot of ads where it's different for Instagram than it is for Facebook. As you said, it's typically kind of the same, you know, it just gets shared around, so to speak. Yeah.
1: And look, if you don't if you're short on bandwidth and don't have time, pick a square mm-hmm. video. At least, okay, because square right. video can be is better optimized on both platforms. It's not the the most perfect size, as you know. You know, Instagram stories it will be served there, but you know, if you have a if you have a creative that's fully optimized with that size and with that size, yeah. you're going to get the best result, right? Um, but and that's the one that that goes on both sides of the fence as well as Facebook Audience Network. So I always go with square, but if you do have the resources to create those yeah. uh, Instagram story creatives as well as the Facebook news feed creatives, and um, then then go ahead and do that. And then Facebook makes it very easy now. When you go through the Ads Manager on that last uh, on the are you sure?
0: Because I go in the back end and I'm ready to pull my hair out because they keep changing the interface yeah. every five minutes.
1: <laughs> well, it, it's easy for you because you're
0: it, the expert.
1: <laughs> well, if it wasn't so if if it wasn't so hard to navigate, I wouldn't have a business, I guess, right? So, true, true. <laughs> but uh, no, it. Uh, but honestly, it, it does make it pretty simple once you go through the process. I think people get a little little gun shy because it's just it is kind of overwhelming when you're mm-hmm. in there to understand what is ad set, what is ad level, what is campaign uh, campaign budget optimization. Mm-hmm. You know, all these all these words uh, that that uh, you kind of sort of got to understand when you're in the Facebook platform to you know, in order to, yeah. to put uh, some budget behind it and see results. But at the end of the day, and this is what I say to every business, every one of our clients, it's like, we got to test, right? What you yes. think works. You might think you have the most perfect ad copy and the I most know. perfect clip, perfect image. Facebook doesn't care. You know, no. all that matters is what Facebook likes. And, and that's why we test so much, right? We're testing five different uh, ad copies, five different creatives, as well as headlines. And Facebook's going to find the perfect match on what True. works best. Once you have that insight, you double down your budget on what's working.
0: Yeah. Now, speaking of finding out what's working and what's not working, what kind of metrics when you're creating these Facebook ads to get more awareness on your podcast, what metrics should you be looking at? Like, how do you really know what's successful and not, and and where your money's going? And
1: yeah, it's a good point. Good question. And and I mean, for us, it, it's it's being cognizant of the customer journey. Right. So um for us, I mean, we spend we'll probably spend about ten to twenty dollars a day on pushing the podcast. And which is roughly, yeah, it's not bad, which is roughly probably about uh probably about 25% of our budget. Right. And and that's just top of funnel. That's cold audiences, right? We want to bring people into the podcast that are cold, that haven't heard of us and because they're gonna get value from talking about harnessing the power of the moon. Cool, awesome. And and then they're gonna get retired targeted with another podcast episode after that and another clip this and that and also send them over to our blog to read about lead magnets and nurture sequences which is things that we specialize in yeah and so once they're once they're over there and they hit our website well that facebook pixels there to track them to tell us that hey this user's been on the website right now we can get a very specific ad in front of them to be like yo let's book a discovery call let's see if we can work together so it's this journey that they're going on. And so, uh, you know, like I said, at the beginning, direct ROI on the podcast is is, is tricky because, you know, it is. Uh, I don't pull every client that comes in here and being like, Hey, did you listen to the podcast? I know <laughs> You know, there's a, a good chance they did. And even if they, let's say they, they became a client. Well, they're still going to see the podcast and I hope they listen to it still, because yeah. it still provides that value. value so add. That lifetime customer value is huge there too. Um, another benefit of the podcast. And, and I think the third biggest benefit, a big benefit of the podcast, Lindsay, and I'm sure you can attest to this is the relationships that you build with your actual guests. Absolutely. It's huge. I mean, the guests that I bring on are guests that I see bring value to the audience, but also I have an opportunity to do some business with them, Yeah, you know, and it's a good way just to bridge a new relationship with somebody. So, and then they get to see the way my My company works when we come up with the creatives and the clips and tag them on social. So it's a really good sort of relationship builder with those people that are on the podcast.
0: Absolutely. Collaboration and networking is absolutely key. Some people that I've interviewed years ago, I'm still friends with, and we like, you know, chat every now and then, or we're doing a partnership together or referrals. It's like, yeah, that's definitely one part of podcasting that I didn't really anticipate Because I was more focused on like, you know, lead gen and exposure and that kind of thing. But there's so many layers. Um, I do want to ask you one more question. And that is um, about the, which podcast episode, I guess you could say that you choose for your Facebook ads? Like, do you change it up quickly or do you wait to see, Hey, which episode over the last six months got a lot of downloads? I'm going to pick one that got a lot of traction and therefore use that for a Facebook ad to get in. Like, is there a strategy behind that?
1: I love this question, and I'm so glad you asked it, Lindsay, because it, 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 this is kind of the fun part. So, um, so what we do is, is I always have three different episodes, pretty much going head to head in a competition, week over. Oh, week. cool. So, so three episodes will always be running and add towards them, and and I'll go into the data every week, every Friday. I'll go in there and be okay, which one is underperforming out of those three? Mm-hmm. Um, so naturally no matter what, how great your Facebook ad is, it's going to saturate over time. You yes, know, people are going to see it, your ad frequency, which is how many times people see it, goes up and the saturation happens and the ad cost goes up. So as long as, as the two that are winning will we'll stay in there, but the one that's not and underperforming, I'll cut it and I'll add in the last week's episode. So every single week we're updating that, right? Right. And, and then if one keeps getting the lowest cost per click, I'm going to let that run forever so long as that cost is, True. is where it needs to be.
0: That makes sense. And it's it's funny. It's like I'll look it back at stats and I'm like, oh, there's this podcast from years ago that is still like growing with downloads that I would not have anticipated. And the ones that you think, oh, this topic's gonna to take off doesn't necessarily. So looking at that data is very telling and can be really quite surprising.
1: Yeah, one thing we'll do, we'll just make sure that those audiences, like I talked about niching those audiences Mm -hmm. down, we'll try to have them around the same ballpark size. Um, Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, because if you have one audience, that's super duper niche. And and that audience size is maybe 100,000 people compared to this next episode that has an audience size of 5 million. Well, right. obviously your lowest lower cost is going to be with the bigger audience because you have a bigger pool of people. So just to keep things equal, you yeah. want to kind of keep that, uh, that, that, that audience size around the same. We have one episode that's been going on ads forever. And it was, uh, it's talking about sales automation and mm. we're targeting salespeople in, in North America. And this one here is just crushing it. And it's been there Sweet. for probably about uh, six weeks now. So it just continues to get low cost yeah. clicks. So
0: we'll just keep that running all day long. That's awesome. Now, do you feel like when there's um like a new podcast and they just launch, like, should they wait until their podcast has been going to, for six months? Is it like, you know, veterans like you and I that should be doing Facebook ads? Is there a right time to start?
1: Yeah, start. Why wouldn't you start right away? right? Like why, why wait? Except Um, for the first
0: couple episodes are always (laughs) kind of, but you know
1: what? It's okay. I mean, the the,
0: the, exactly.
1: It's content, the proofs in the pudding and the numbers Mm. don't lie. So it's funny because I'm sure as you get better with your podcast and you capture better clips and people become familiar with your face and your name, um, then naturally that cost is going to come down. Right. And so you'll see, you'll see, you'll, you'll probably see one or two episodes that are like, wow, these ones here are performing really, really good. And maybe we should maybe pivot our episode a little bit here to be geared towards Hmm. this audience, which is something that's very interesting. It's like using that data to test, to find out who your ideal audience is. I'll give you one example of this, which is off the podcast topic, but, um, I recently had a book written and, and I didn't know what to title the book. So I actually grabbed 10 different titles and I threw some money on Facebook ads, targeting a worldwide audience. And I yeah. went with the title that got the most clicks. You Interesting. know what I mean? Why you can do that for your podcast. So I figurative. would never
0: have thought of doing that in a million years. Why not? I mean, it's a, i yeah. spent
1: 50 bucks, not a big deal, but now I have a great title for my book that I
0: know works. You know what yeah. I mean? Smart. Mm-hmm. Look at you. Um, so. I do not want to touch Facebook ads myself because I have, I'm way too busy in my own life (laughs) and my podcast. So how can other podcasters, uh, tap into your brilliance and, and get your help?
1: Yeah, definitely. You can go over to merged.ca, M-E-R-G-E-D.ca. You can also find my podcast there as well. It's backslash podcast. Um, but there you can uh, book in the form there and uh, you can have a discovery call with me to see if we can help you generate clips, generate yeah. traffic for your website, do your ads, to your clips, do your show notes. We do all that stuff uh, for clients if they ask. And uh, we can definitely help out uh, you if you have any questions and give us a follow yeah. on social.
0: For, for sure. sure.
1: Merged Media.
0: And tell us a little bit about your podcast. Of course, we have to like, you know, give a shout out to your podcast.
1: Oh, amazing! Appreciate that, Lindsay. So it's uh, it's merged.ca/podcast, the Merged Marketing Podcast. If you're watching, you can see it right there. Yes. Um, yeah. So right there, you go there. You can find that. Uh, basically, it's geared towards entrepreneurs, marketing people, giving marketing tips, and yeah. uh, you know, mindset for business owners as well. You know, the entrepreneurial space is uh, mm-hmm. can be a challenging one at times. So we address everything from the digital marketing challenges yeah. entrepreneurs might face to the Work-life balance. A lot of people have challenges. So,
0: <laughs> it's all part um, and parcel, isn't it?
1: hundred <laughs> percent. So it's a, if you're an entrepreneur or a small business owner or a marketing person, then definitely go
0: and check it yeah. out. The Merged Marketing Podcast. Awesome. Well, thank you for your tips. You've inspired me to maybe look at Facebook ads to grow my audience. Hmm. Hey, not a bad <laughs> idea. Get her done. I you know. know. Absolutely. Know I who doesn't want a new audience and more listeners on an ongoing basis?
1: For the data or to understand yeah. who the audience really is.
0: So good. Awesome stuff. Thanks for joining.
1: Thanks, Lindsay. Appreciate it.
0: And that is a wrap for this episode of the Leverage Your Podcast Show. What is your next step? Head to leverageyourpodcastshow.com to listen to more episodes to get more insider secrets. And if you are now itching to take advantage of the power of podcasting and launch your own podcast, be sure to grab my free launch guide at launchyourpodcastguide.com. We'll see you soon.